injury updates, and build day next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So today we are going to cover the injury updates, talk about Bill Day and the open practice, and the GM survey from last season. So first off, injury updates. Um, let's get into it. Christoph Bethenius, not serious. Uh, what's up, said? Wes Unseld said that the injury is not serious, that if it was a regular season game, KP would have played. Also, Denny, um, him playing the next preseason game is contingent on him completing five on five, but it was said that he was dunking in practice, so that's good news. And Brad, he made it safely through the states and uh, COVID-19 protocols, so he is a maybe for the next game. So, Ed, what do you, th- uh, what do you think about the news about the injuries? Um, yes, a lot. There, the injuries and, and people being out are piling up, but that's good news. There's some good news with Porzingis for sure that he said that he, if it was a regular season game, he would have came back. It reminds me of the Pistons game where he injured his ankle and he came right back in. He dropped 30 points in that Pistons game where we wanted it in Detroit. So, um, yeah, he, he's trying to debunk the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, I would say the, the narrative that he's injury prone, you know, and he has missed a lot of games. So it's hard to argue that, but he, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to show that he's able to bounce back and play. So that's good news there. Lonzo ball or uh, LaMelo ball. I'm sorry. LaMelo ball last night, he hurt his ankle too. And he's going to be out. He's going to miss some time longer than Porzingis. He's going to miss some of the regular season games they reported. So um, looks like we got some good luck there with Porzingis. I'm happy to hear that. Um, if I were the Wizards, I would think strongly about sitting him that last preseason game and just getting him ready for October 19th, to be honest with you. You know, I'm not the biggest load management guy, but it's the preseason. So, you know, you don't want to press it too much with Porzingis. We need him to play at least 70 games. I said I think he's going to play 70 games, which, you know, which is about 10 or 15, 20 more games than what he's played on average the last couple of games uh, per season. Um, then Denny, that's good news, too. We need to get him back. We need to get some depth there back at the at the small forward or, or four spot. Um, I know we have a lot of guys that play that same position, but, you know, we need him for his defense for sure and his playmaking. So we need him back for sure. And, um, you know, him playing five on five, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Hopefully it's good. But like I, like like you said, we heard that he's been – he was dunking at the open practice tonight, so that's good news too. Um, we need these guys to develop. We need – Denny's one of the guys that we need to make a leap to be successful. We're, you know, this season is really going to heavily rely on – not just Brad and Porzingis, but on our young guys, our young draft picks like Denny, Rui, and Corey. We're going to need these guys to leap, to make a leap and step up. So we need Denny healthy, all hands on deck. Brad, we just need him for the 19th too. Hopefully he can play in the last preseason game, but if he's not, we just need him ready, we just need him ready for the 19th. But we do need him practicing and getting back in shape. But it is concerning that, you know, he wasn't able to be there for Bradley Bill Day to celebrate and uh, be there with his kids and his wife, Kamaya. 
you know, that's that's unfortunate. You know, he wasn't even available to celebrate Bradley Bill Day. We know all the things that, you know, happened last year with him and the vaccine and all this stuff. He's just been out so much with health and safety protocols. I feel like he's been out more than a lot of players would do to health and safety protocols. Um, so it's unfortunate that he wasn't there tonight to to celebrate Bradley Bill Day, um, you know, with his family and, and with the fans. Yeah, I'm not concerned yet. Um, obviously, the most severe injury is Corey Kispert being out, you know, mm-hmm. four to six. But um, Brad, you know, the, the fact that he's already made it through protocols, I think is good news. Um, I think they're kind of being a little um, cautious with him because COVID mm-hmm. is one of those things where, you know, it, it, it can spread quick. We saw last season, um, you know, it, it spread fast. Oh, really, the last two seasons. It, so, you know, I can understand the caution with Brad. Um, Denny, that's good news. That's really good news because, one, we're getting a little bit of death back, and, two, a little bit of competition because if Denny comes back and with Rui playing the way he is and with Will Barton playing the way he is, that makes this an even better competition. I think that's a good thing for this team. Competition is a good thing. And, you know, with KP – I love what I hear from KP. You know, I'm, I'm loving everything I've heard from him. Uh, you know, I've, I've become a big fan of him since we have acquired him last season. Just uh, kind of getting to know him, seeing how he talks, how he carries himself. You know, that's what you want to hear from a guy that you project to be a second star. He's saying all the right things. You know, I think a lot of people were <laughs> kind of gasping when they saw him go down. And so it, it's definitely good news. You know what I mean? So it's definitely, definitely good news that is not severe. So I'm not panicking yet, but. I mean, eight days away. So, you know, I'd like to see two out of the three probably play the next game. And, you know, I, and like we just covered, you know, they're being cautious of Brad, but I'd like to see him at least in one preseason game. You know, the, the sooner they can get some kind of chemistry, you know, especially between him, Kuz, and KP, the better. Because I think that of all the factors that we've named, the cohesion between those three are the most important. You know, the better they play together – because that's the core. That's our that's our you know solid big you know big three. So the better those three, you know how they coexist with each other is the better for us. So, you know that's what I want to see going forward. I'd like to see mm-hmm. Brad play at least one preseason game. What do you think? Yeah. So yeah, I I would too. I wanted to see more of these guys too. I wanted to see them get more in rhythm, the pick and roll, the pick and pop. Um, they only got to play one game together, and, and chemistry is key. Chemistry is huge. Uh, we and, and once again, like I said, we don't we don't want these guys getting hurt in preseason, but we do want them to get some rhythm and play it because they didn't get to play with each other last year, so they really haven't gotten a chance to really play with each other. Um, so that is something to definitely look at. It's going to be a work in progress, but I, I think they're I think they're gonna I think they're gonna work together really well quickly. But at the same time, you do want them you do want them to get some live in game reps against competition, so that. That is some, it's not a big concern, but it is somewhat of a concern that we just didn't get to see these guys gel together much in the, in the four preseason games. And same thing with Denny too. It is, it is going to be, it's, it's going to be tough for West to insert Denny in. It's hard to get a rotation anyway in the preseason, but you know, you, Denny's going to, you know, Denny's going to have to fight for his minutes. Same thing with Rui has going to have to fight for his minutes. Will Barton is most likely going to start, but you know, he's going to have to earn his minutes too. So it's kind of similar to what happened last year a little bit where guys were coming in off injuries like Thomas Bryant. It's not, it's not, it's not anywhere as, as, as concerning where Rui was out 40 games, Thomas Bryant was out the first 40 games. It's nowhere near that, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sleep on it. I, I still, I'm going to keep my eyes open on the situation and just see how these guys gel together and how the chemistry works too. Yeah. I, 
you know, I think that the sooner they can get the chemistry rolling is the better because mm-hmm. you do not want to work on chemistry going into a season. I mean, especially for a team, you know, and I say that, you know, most con- contending teams can because there's enough talent there. And we're just not there yet. You know, we're a team that can go anywhere from playing to the sixth seed. So, you know, we're, we are really relying on this team having a fast start and really gelling quickly because, mm. you know, like you said, last season, we, yeah, we started out 10 and three, but that was with that core group. When we started getting guys back, whether it was Thomas Bryant, whether it's Rui, you know, it shows how, you know, too much depth can mess with chemistry. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. You know, too much depth, you know, when guys started coming back, and that was a big question mark that everybody was waiting for, you know, last season was, you know, what's going to happen to this group when TB gets back, when Rui gets back? And we saw that too much depth can be a bad thing, especially when it messes with chemistry and messing with minutes with guys who, you know, in in the an example of Trez, you know, he, he was a starter most of his career. So, you know, he, you know, he had expectations of how many minutes he should have. So that's the there was a shaky situation last season, but you know that's why I want to see Brad at least play one preseason game, you know, because the sooner the better. But before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, how does it work? Pick two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you can watch. This includes NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Interest can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in all not all 30 states 30 states in canada so prize picks so going forward tonight was the open practice and it was also bradley bill day in the nation's cap so ed as you know uh bradley bill has done a lot for the community Mm -hmm. so what do you what do you think this means to him and what do you think this means to the city today bradley uh, it being bradley bill day Oh, it's huge. I know he just he just helped build a court. Um, I want to say the Benjamin Banneker court where he took the first shot. It was actually an air ball uh, over the summer. <laughs> I know his wrist was hurt, but that's awesome for the for the young for the young people in the community. He does a lot of good things. He he did win an award. I want to say it was a humanitarian award um, a couple of years ago, um, not not too long ago with the young boys. I want to say it was a private school where Bradley Bill did a lot of things with those young men. Uh, those young, those young, uh, those young men and and and, and um, young teens uh, in, in school. So he's done a lot of good things for the community. He he's done great things on and off the court. John Wall did a lot of good things on and off the court as well. Um, so that's one thing about the Wizards; they really do a lot of good things in the community for sure. I think almost every wizard on the team they do a lot of things on and off the court in in, in the community. I think Bradley Bill really loves the city of DC, and I think a lot of the youth in the city of of DC really appreciate Bradley bill and the work that he puts in. Uh, he puts a lot of work in. So, um, that's awesome to see, man, a young, a young brother doing his thing, giving back to the community. We know, you know, he's, he's definitely earned a a lot of money with his time in DC. You look at the contract and he's putting, uh, some of, some of his, um, you know, worth and some of what he's earned towards good things. So it's always good to see, a young brother like Bradley Bill get back to the community. So I'm happy for that. October 11th, Bradley Bill Day. But once again, it's just unfortunate 
he wasn't able to spend it there in person. But I did see some clips where he was on the Jumbotron where he talked. And like I said, you know, his wife and kids were there, were there to show up. So October 11th is Bradley Bill Day. So that's that's very intriguing. I'm, I'm happy for him. Absolutely. Beautiful thing. You know, if you look at going back to John Wall, you know, you've seen players on his team make a huge impact in his community. And this shows how close the community is with, you know, with this team. You know, it's just, you know, and one thing, you know, we, um, the one year we had Russell Westbrook, what impressed me about that was, you know, there weren't a lot of fans in the arenas. And I noticed that one game, Russ took a pair of shoes off and he ran over to a, a team employee knowing that they could buy this. You know what I mean? It's, it's a beautiful thing when you see guys really have that connection to a community. You know, Bradley Bill has done a lot for the community in Washington, D.C. You know, and, you know, D.C. is going through a transitional period. There's a lot going on. So this is one, you know, when you see things like this from your sports figures, it is just it's, like I said, it's a beautiful thing. So now it, it, it's much deserved, you know, much deserved. You know, it really cements him into being a key figure in Wizards basketball history as far as his connection to the community. So, no, beautiful thing. So, no, I just wanted to touch base with it, but we are, oh, gonna get, yes, sir. So, we are going to move on. And last season, there was a GM survey, and uh, there was questions about. Every position the GMs chimed in, and there was two major areas that came up. One, Bradley Bill was voted as the best shooting guard, second to James Harden, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Who? He was fourteen percent of GMs <laughs> said he was the most underrated offseason acquisition. <laughs> so, what do you think about that? Um. We're going to go over some of the GM survey picks that they have for us this year, too. Not There wasn't much, but it was more last year. But it is funny to just look back on what they picked. Uh, kind of like old takes exposed on Twitter or like, you know, when you look back and you see some of the wrong takes and wrong picks. Um, Bradley Bill, second to James Harden. I had no problem with that. I think at that time he was all NBA, you know, he had 30 points a game and, you know, was a key big reason why we made the playoffs that year. Um, so I had no problem with that. Um, he did regress this year. He had a bad year, but Dinwiddie, oh my gosh, 14% of GMs believe Spencer Dinwiddie was the most underrated offseason. And I was excited for that pickup too. I'm not going to lie. I was happy when Tommy Shepard made that trade. I thought it was a good deal. I was like, hey, we're going to get a good good point guard. We found out that he's not a point guard. Uh, we found out that he wasn't 100%. We all knew he wasn't 100% healthy, but he just looked like he couldn't move. Grenade passes left and right where he would just pass the ball at the end of the shot clock to Kuzma. And Kuzma would have to throw up a shot clock buzzer beating three and he would miss. Um, and then, you know, some of the things that Spencer did when he said after he left about the locker room and about, you know, his, his role and miscommunication and all kinds of stuff. Dinwiddie, every time he was able to take a shot at the organization at the wizards, he took that opportunity. I was so happy when we, we swept Dallas and we beat Dallas by like 20 points and Dinwiddie was on that team. Uh, I was so happy about that. And, and for whatever reason, him and Brad, it just did not work. It was just your turn, my turn with the basketball. And we, so happy we have more of a natural point guard in Monte Morris. Um, so that that's just hilarious looking back on that. Yeah, it's it's very comical because <laughs> I mean, fourteen percent. I mean, not a high percentage, but like you said, I was very optimistic too. You know, I wanted a, another point guard coming in. You know, I was I, I liked Spencer Dinwiddie's game. I like what I saw in Brooklyn. You know, the injury, ACL shaky. Um, you know, ACL. It's not as bad as it used to be. People are coming back sooner. They're able to have, you know, very productive careers after ACL. But 
you know, it's just a shaky, you know, you just don't, you never know what you're going to get. And it just showed that he wasn't 100% healthy, you know, and it's just the, the speed, that's a whole, you know, we, we've been talking about the speeds, so, but, you know, you know, Bradley Bill, I, I'm going to bring up two things that I get from this survey. One, it shows that GMs had a very high opinion of Bradley Bill. So what does that tell you? And I don't want to be a downer, but it tells you that he could have been traded. You know, because he was still a hot commodity. And that shows you that if you're second to James Harden, that tells you something. So, you know, going last season, you know, when we're they were talking about the seventh and the fourteenth pick, and maybe it was, I think it was uh Wiggins and like I think Kaminga it was another player. I want to say Jordan Poole. There you go. I was a big favor of that. I mm. love Brad Bill, but that was the juiciest deal I've seen that we could have <laughs> gotten. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a good package. So that, that shows you that, you know, we didn't necessarily have to go long-term. We could have flipped them. But, hey, we are – it is what it is at this point. And with Spencer Dinwiddie, I, I can see why they, you know, 14% of them did. Because, I mean, on paper, that's not a bad acquisition. I thought they were going to be a pretty good backcourt. Just, like I said, Bradley Bill, he thrives with a faster point guard. It just And, then, and there's another thing I'm going to point out, too. That was the second thing I'm going to point out. Bradley Bill, the general manager, don't need to happen anymore. Because if you don't, if you, look, he was a big catalyst of Spencer did when he coming to DC. You know, so yeah, that shows me that you know I, I get that Brad is trying to you know bring guys to DC, and I you know that that goes big. And I think that what because I think he's going to take a step forward. So if he has a good season, you're going to see more guys with interest to coming to DC. Now I know that's easier said than done because DC's never really been a big free agent destination. But I think that Brad is trying to create an atmosphere here where he's trying to get guys in. So that was a step. You know, I, I get what he was trying to do. He's trying to talk guys, you know, it just didn't work out. You know, the chemistry issues, like I said, goes back to depth, goes back to, you know, who the voice of the locker room is. I think that Spencer, you know, coming in, being a point guard, he had expectations that, you know, point guards are usually the quarterback of the team. So, they usually are the loudest voice to most teams. When John Wall was here, he was the voice in the locker room. You know, when the, the one year that Russ was here, he was the voice in the locker room. So I think he came in with those expectations, and it's just clearly Brad's that guy. Brad is that guy. So, yeah, I can see, but it is what it is at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'm happy that we moved on. They had to move on early. It got so bad to the point where we just had to move on in the middle of the season. Like I've never seen an acquisition turn so bad to the point where they had to just they he had to be traded at the deadline. It has, he didn't even finish a full year of the contract that he signed with the Wizards. So I I just haven't seen many things like that happen before. Um, and then we flipped him for Porzingis. So hey, Tommy Shepard made the best out of the situation. He flipped. Um, Dinwiddie and Bertans and got Porzingis in a second round pick. So I, I would have done that trade any day of the week uh, to move on from those two guys. And we upgraded with Porzingis. So, um, but yeah, the rest of the survey, 7% of the genius believe the Wizards had the best overall all season. I think that was because we, we flipped Russ and we got, you know, we moved on from his contract. We didn't have to pay him, you know, $47 million, which are what the Lakers are going to pay him this year or paying, they are paying him this year. And then Dinwiddie received votes for one player acquisition that will have the biggest impact. And then, West and so junior received votes last year for the new relocated head coach to make the biggest impact on his new team. That didn't really work out. You know, Emmy Udoka, who's suspended now, he had the biggest impact. Um, you look at Willie Green, who's a new coach for the Pelicans. They went to the playoffs. So two 
new head coaches went to the playoffs. West Hampton Jr. didn't make the playoffs. Jamal Mosley was a new head coach. Jason Kidd was a um, – he wasn't a new head coach, but he was a relocated head coach. So other relocated head coaches and new head coaches, they made the playoffs while West Hampton Jr. had a hot start, but he struggled uh, throughout the year. Jason Kidd and the Mavericks made it to the playoffs. And then lastly, the Wizards received votes for most improved in 2021, 2022. So, but lastly, this year, we didn't make the GM survey much at all. Um, Bradley Bill made it again. He received votes for best shooting guard in the NBA. Number one was Devin Booker at 45%. Luka was at 28%. Steph Curry was at 17%. Um, you know, Steph's not a shooting guard. I mean, he's really a point guard. Um, Devin Booker, I can understand. And James Harden got votes. Jason Tatum got votes as well. And then the other one, uh, what was the most underrated player acquisition? Uh, Cantavis, I mean, Monte Morris and Will Barton got votes. Number one was Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics. Number two was P.J. Tucker to Philly at 14%. John Wall to the Clippers at 14%. De'Anthony Melton to the Sixers at 10%. Bohan Bogdanovich to Detroit at 7%. And then the Wizards got votes with, with Will Barton and Monte Morris. And then lastly, which active player will make the best head coach someday? And uh, Todd Gibson got votes. Number one was Chris Paul. Number two was Garrett Temple, the former wizard, at 14%. And number three was CJ McCollum to, with, Nor- with New Orleans at 7%. Patrick Beverly also got votes as well. Malcolm Brogdon got votes. And um, Jalen Brunson. Uh, Draymond Green got votes. You know, I don't know if they're going to take those votes back because of what he did to Jordan Poole in that fight. You know, I don't know who really wants to hire him as a coach after that. We'll see. Um, but. Todd Gibson made the list. So shout out, shout out to Todd Gibson. Ish Smith made the list too, former Wizards. So what uh stood out to you from any of those lists that the Wizards made the GM survey? Um, I think that Draymond Green could be an MMA coach. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um going back to last season, um, like I said, a lot of people were optimistic about you know us being improved with Spencer Dinwin. So I'm gonna touch base again. I can see why people were optimistic, especially because it took half the teams in the league to get the trade completed. But, you know, it, just, it is what it is. But going into this season, Monte Morris and Will Barton being key acquisitions, people see it. You know, I think that, that was probably the most under-the-radar, most important under-the-radar trade made this offseason because you hit two areas of need. And not only that, you improved the system in my opinion. Dinwiddie's way too slow. You got a guy who's going to run the ball. You got a guy who's going to push the pace. You got a guy who's going to distribute. As you saw the last preseason game, he he shot awful, but he still was distributing the ball. That's what you want from a point guard. Dinwiddie was score first, score first. You know, Morris is about distributing. If he's got the shot, he's going to take it. That's another thing I like from him. You know, he's just he's a Swiss Army knife. I, I, I love the trade. So, um, and Taj Gibson being a coach, I see that. He's got the knowledge. I, I could definitely see that. I, I think that was another good signing this offseason. It, it was Taj Gibson. He's going to – and together with Martian Gortat working with our bigs, you're going to see a much improved big guy group. I think Daniel Gafford is going to take a step forward. Um, he's already top blocker. You know, he's working in the paint. He did get on that rebound a little bit, but I see him improving, especially with the mid-range shot. I think he's going to take a lot more mid-range shots. But KP, I mean, sky's the limit. I think the only thing is health. That's it. With KP, if he could stay healthy, like you said, 70 games, this is, this is an all-star season for him because the talent is an all-star talent. Easy. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good – he's a 
top tier player, in my opinion. I know he's not getting a lot of love and has a lot to do with injuries, which, you know, I never understood when you look at players like Zion, who's been hurt forever, still getting a lot of love. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But no, nah, those are the two things that stood out to me most was, you know, we are getting a lot of love, which is from, you know, like you said, is pretty much the only love. But we get a lot of love with Monte Morris and Will Barton moves. And, you know, people are also saying Taj Gibson, you know, being a good move because, yeah, he could definitely be a coach one day. So, yeah, those are the two areas that I definitely agree with. Definitely, yeah. I think Taj Gibson would definitely be a coach. I think he's a guy that's definitely going to help guys like Gaff, Vernon Carey, uh, some of the young bigs, and I think he'll help Porzingis out a little bit too. Um, I'm happy that we brought in Gortat as well. So we got some guys that can definitely help out and, and teach some other bigs. You know, I think Todd Gibson is certainly going to help with that. Um, and he, you know, he's knocking down three. So if he does have to get some playing time, I think and I always compare him to Udonis Haslam. He is going to be the Udonis Haslam on this team. We just don't have the success that the Miami Heat have had. But you know. I think he can be he can go into that Udonis Haslam role. Then Bar- Barton and Morris being an underrated pickup. I think they're I, I thought it was a good trade. You know, flipping KCP in ish for Barton and Morris. Morris, we needed a point guard. Desperately we needed a point guard. And I think he definitely will come into that role and fit next fit really well next to Bradley Bill better than the point guards that we had last year. And then Will Barton, man, he's just a he's a professional. He's a professional scorer. He's a professional microwave scorer. And he can he can wiggle. He has some isolation. He has a lot of isolation game to to his game, uh, off the dribble. Great separation. Great isolation player. Great passer. So I, I love what I saw from Will in the preseason game. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and then lastly, I just want to get your thoughts on this quote um, from Porzingis talking about Kyle Kuzma playing point forward. We did get to see some of that last night. Um, Porzingis said, "Quote: He's great. That's one of the things I like most about him." His ability to create for everybody, he's big, he sees over the defenses, he knows how to pass the ball, end quote. What were your thoughts about that quote from Chris Tapps? Um, It's intriguing. If need be, I could see that. But I think people need to play the – let them play their positions. We have two-point guards for a reason. You know, like I said, if we have injuries, I can see that. Just like last year, you know, Brad was bringing the ball up, second unit. You know, I, you know, if need be, yes. But I don't want that to be like the thing going on starting out. You know, let let Monte be this point guard. You know, let Daylon take care of second unit. You know, just I, I just that's the one thing that kind of bugs me is you know trying to reinvent the wheel and try to create. You know, some teams you can do that with the Lakers. Yeah, LeBron James is gonna be your point forward because he's the marquee dude. You know, same thing with you know the Milwaukee. You know, Giannis is gonna be the point forward because he's the marquee guy. He's that guy. You know, not against Kuz, but I want to see Kuz the score. The, Kuz the wing, Kuz the rebounder. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to see guys, you know, trying to, you know, because it, you know, it's been like a thousand guys trying to bring the ball up. They were talking about Johnny Davis bring the ball up. They were talking about Brad bring the ball up. You know what I mean? It's just, that's what, that's what caused issues last season. You know, trying to shift people here and there. You know, people are out of position. People are losing minutes. That's what caused the mayhem last season. Let people play their position. Look, we, we have what we need, a point guard. We have two good point guards. Really, in my opinion, Wright could start too. I mean, with his length, with his de- defense, with his shot, we have two guys who could both start. So I mean, it's a blessing. So then, yeah, I mean, if need be, I get it. You know, if we have injuries or you know, depending on matchups with other teams, I get it. But I don't want that to be, you know, the plan going forward. Let guys play either position. So I mean, that's just my opinion. Actually, I like it. I like what I saw from him last night where he was bringing the ball down. He had some hockey passes, some hockey assists. 
where he passed the ball to Rui, and then Rui passes Johnny Davis, and the Johnny Davis passes Vernon Carey for an easy shot. And that was with the second and third unit was mixed in with some of the young guys towards the end of the game. And then, you know, Kuzma had a triple-double last year. He had a couple games where he had a good amount of assists. Where he, he There was another game where he almost had a triple-double. He passed the ball to Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert didn't take the shot, and he was upset because he didn't get his triple-double. But um, Kuz can facilitate, man. I, I like that we have versatile guys. Like, Denny can be a point forward at some times. So I, I, I like I like Kuzma being point forward at some times. You know, not all the time. But if he does get the rebound, I like him to push. I like if, I like if Rui gets the rebound, I like him to push, too. So... Um, I think the more ball handlers, the better. So it brings a lot of versatility. That's one thing about this team. We have a lot of versatility, and we have a lot of guys that do have positional flex as well. So I do like that. I, I like I like Kuz bringing the ball up a couple sometimes here and there. I do like that. Well, you're quite convincing because, look, I don't have a problem <laughs> with you. I mean, as you know, it depends on the matchups. You know what I mean? Now, like starting the game, no. You know, I want to see Monte bring it up starting the game. But with certain matchups, absolutely. No, I'm not – Totally against it. You know, I ain't sipping on the hater rate yet. Now, I think that it could be a good thing. He's shown that he can do it. Same thing with Denny. Same thing with Brad. It shows the versatility. I mean, we have not had versatility like this for a while. I mean, people forget. A couple years ago, Isaac Bonga was our small forward. So we've come a long way. You know, we, <laughs> we, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I like the versatility. So I, I would love to see it just in certain matchups. So, mm-hmm. but... We're going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. Appreciate everybody watching. Now, both of us are on Twitter, so definitely check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is all below. And like and subscribe if you like our content. Now, oh, my. So appreciate everybody, and have a good night.